Welcome back to Black Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're here to discuss the final episode in the miniseries, The Witcher Blood Origin, entitled Of Mages, Malice, and Monstrous Mayhem. While I like the literary aspect of that title, it, as well as the others, are entirely too long. Written by Declan Dabara and Tasha Ho. Directed by Sarah Gorman. I gave this episode <laughs> a generous eight. And I think we started where we ended. A very generous eight. Uh, I think that this, as I've stated before, was made for the occasion that it dropped on. And I think that. Well, certainly not the worst thing I've watched. At least I got through it. I mean, if you get enough color on the screen um, and, and it's not too much of a hassle, it's a good indication I'll watch it. But <laughs> Lord knows I have backed out of many commitments if it isn't even manageable. So this was manageable. It just was very... <laughs> poorly whipped together to market the season in which it was debuted and it's blatantly out there as such and that is how I have been seeing the show or viewing the show through that particular lens before we jump into the recap we ever listened to this podcast popping stitcher Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. If you want to send feedback or any on any other show that I'm doing, blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave your commentary below. Let's be clear. Marilyn's dream, her dreams that she had been putting on a pedestal all this time were to become a colonizer instead of being what her brother wanted, which was a broker of peace between the kingdoms that would end a long suffering war for everyone involved and stop a famine and do its best for elf kind. No, she said, fuck that. I want to go to worlds. I want to impart my sophistication on them but most importantly let's rob them of all their foodstuffs so we can feed our lowborn citizens first <laughs> that is the number one priority mustafa is brought out no chains nothing else like an aura that would keep him from using his powers to his own advantage because you know there's no other successful mages around that can challenge him he opens a portal and only six soldiers, six, and Aridin is about to usher in a new age. While fledgling over there, who had the caudacity, I think, to open his mouth after you barely escaped death last time, talking about, hey, uh, hey, sir, how you doing? Fuck what? you, bitch. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Back the fuck up. I knocked the fuck up you. Damn. Pussy, hey. She didn't think to have anyone have a follow through. 
Like, uh, he just walked through the portal. Do we even actually know he's going to take us to where we need to go? Because, you know, I'm just going to threaten this person over here. And that's going to be all it takes. Because he can't use magic to protect her now. (laughs) So that's exactly what he does. It takes them to exactly where he can easily overpower them. And exactly and does exactly what he clearly pointed out to Fenric that he was going to do if he intended to get what he needed to talking about are we gonna sacrifice them oh shit fucked up molly you was in danger girl and a completely oblivious to it because you looked surprised i thought she was gonna sacrifice herself but i guess and that's what i kept thinking and sacrifice if she gives up her life but no, she wasn't ready to die. She had that hurt little mew before he cut her throat. I love that this was just a thrown together relationship with absolutely no context behind it. <laughs> Even when they had a moment between the two to have some deep philosophical dialogue reference back to that time when (laughs) all we knew was you're a part of me. And that was clearly the only bit of sign language he learned for the role. (laughs) Aerodin, Aerodin, there goes your only bargaining chip because now she's dead as your valid betrayal is dealt with as he is sent wherever hopefully hell later bitch get fucked question when you go to or portal into a barren desolate landscape with a sky clearly not meant to harvest jack shit not the promised bountiful lush gardens of backward civilizations at one point do you say this is a trap and not spread out and find water? Where would you find water when there is no sign of life? Now that Mustafa has chaos power, he will take everything because only megalomaniacs with deep insecurity issues and tiny pricks think that's what they deserve. That just makes no fucking sense. I mean, it's just bullshit. Fuck. Oh, my. My, my, my. The group make it into the city walls without alarm. Phil is taken to Merwin, who for some reason wants to be murdered, betrays her agreement to Sion. And that's not even the worst bit of it, because I'm sure she expected her to do that. But to take pleasure in showing her the traditional sword soul cleaver before casting it away like it's trash. I'm disrespectful as the fuck. I'm with Sion. You don't have to be rude about it. And then try to throw in my face that the reason that you're executing me is because I tarnished my honor. Bitch, you murdered your brother. Fuck you. Fuck you. And you. I do need to use this type of curse at someone at some point in my life. May your womb rot and your name be forgotten. (laughs) 
that's some poisonous uh poisonous shit to be putting out there outside the group has taken control of the square why was ayla walking like that when she rolled up like take a break if you just go murder him anyway just murder him unless you're cruel there's no reason to play with your food <laughs> i'll give him any false pretense that he might live and then we have the lark inspiring the people to riot but really all she had to do was announce herself and show the grain stocks were empty watch closely you're about to experience a nigga moment Sandro saying i thought my magic was powerful well done but your magic isn't powerful Sandro. it's not it hasn't done a fucking thing as far as i can tell what have we seen Sandro do we've seen zakara do stuff we haven't seen Sandro do anything but throw some weak ass air bender type of fucking i don't know what those were <laughs> I laughed the entire time Marin was trying to explain herself to Fiel because everything agitated him and you could just tell he was waiting for his cue to let loose. Oh, please, Jesus, let me kill this nigga. I took a great deal of satisfaction when he turned evil, laughed in her face right before her eyes and said she was demented and a monster as he should know because you better run talking about you'll need some time okay what? seriously only an idiot would think sion couldn't handle two ill-trained guards which is why the tribes were elite in the fucking first place bit of color on your face suits you meldoff is a psychopath and i love her for it did sion handle all the men in the best choreographed scene of the series and brother death over there bent on a fucking knee panting and shit after one kill disgusting your cool ass name has been revoked sir you are just callan the untapped potential maldiff took an arrow brought to the shoulder and just took it out and reloaded i'm a boss ass bitch 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 the military confront the citizens. No retreat. I'll be the judge of that. Thank you, redheaded lass. Sindril, Zakari, or Zakara, whichever you want to go for. Zakare. <laughs> and Ayla come across Merwin, who needs to go to her chambers to first pack a bag before she leaves. This scene actually wasn't bad. One, they didn't, one, fall into the trope of bringing Fiel's name into this because it isn't relevant to the beef between these two women. It's about the fact that you killed my sister, which was a part of my clan. Well, my sister and my mother and my clan. But after some time thinking about it, yeah. What separates us women isn't... Uh, isn't a whole lot yes we were both marginalized used as pawns for their families ambitions without a say in matters Ella even points out the destruction of the monarchies even the clans would have been worth it would have been the right thing to do for elf kind if that's actually what you stood for but instead uh the people have their own voice and you ain't been listening to it and you're just another boot on someone else's neck 
I also LOL'd that she saw her in person and realized this is an entitled delusional princess with dreams of grandeur. And she is not worth my own blade. So used her own to stab her when she foolishly attacked. You didn't stand half a chance. Not even half. You could heal the sister because she was, she was surprised. <laughs> I did like when she said you changed nothing. She gives her a choice, which ain't a choice. Leave the sword in and enjoy the sounds of elf kind finding freedom. to your wrongs or 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 pull it out and bleed to death die a coward no one will know either way but you gonna die fucking nameless she stumbles to her throne this is how we end Marilyn's story because i don't feel we need to drag it on puts on her crown and tells everyone to remember her before dying a coward which is so anticlimactic for everyone who just rushed in well, there is always the abuse of the corpse, which I suppose is a way in which she certainly will be recalled over like a bonfire or a drunken, a drunken night. Oh, yeah, man. Y'all remember that empress who murdered all of those people using a fucking monster and that crazy ass lowborn mage? And then they defecated on her body after splitting her apart by horses and spiking her head on the on the town entrance oh yeah i heard of that bitch the way she was saying lark though kind of made me think she wanted to say the n-word <laughs> i don't know if i was projecting there but I think that she certainly could have gotten some, uh, could have gotten some medical attention <laughs> and made some apologies, but no, but no, she, uh, she pretty much is everything that people who pretend to be, uh, pretend to be informed do. Because there are a whole lot of talk and a whole lot of imagination and not a whole lot of work. A soldier comes to inform the man who is very much happy to have his chaos power of the uprising and Mustafa's reaction. I would think needing the army to not simply murder everyone would be useful. You know, when Sindro yelled at him, he legit looked surprised. Like, when the hell did you get out? You been missing all this time? <laughs> Meanwhile, Fiel with the monster. Every day I'm hustling. 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 Every day I'm every day I'm every day I'm hustling. He was putting in that work trying to take it down. It looked aesthetically nice. Unfortunately, a lot of the CGI with the, the laser, whatever it was supposed to be doing, didn't work completely. Because remember other people, he just eviscerated and <laughs> well, I suppose he was dodging 
whatever. While dazed, Ayla comes to help her man, but when she is temporarily knocked out, he hulks out and finds an appropriate weapon to throw like a battle axe at it, killing it for good. Why does chaos power equate to pyrokinesis? Can anyone explain that to me? Sindral wants his celestial sis, not even with a sad goodbye pep talk, his weak-ass wind power (laughs) with the chaos power so he can overwhelm and destroy the monolith. Two nuts couldn't stop just casually walking around the palace, sipping out of a chalice like this was his home. So while it was appalling, it certainly was his own fault he got ripped apart because apparently... In the aftermath of seeing the beast die, nobody thought to check and see if he all was all right. Callan tried something and got half his face removed. I don't give a shit. Ayla uses their song to bring him back, but only for a moment before he tells her her wait for her in some place that sounds like Valhalla before she admits to loving him, which felt very rushed and not at all pressed out fleshed out (laughs) before stabbing him because unlike the meat cleaver to his chest that did nothing this was successful apparently she must have hit his kidneys maybe she went up into his heart i don't know took him a really long time to die though and he turned back human i so did not need that scream you know you already know he did because we watched him die all of this extra time was just like a, you know, a snack. Mustafa realizes what was happening, realized what was happening when Sindril started reaching out and he's gone. Even with Sindril trying to fix his mistake, he made it worse as the, as the great man clearly couldn't see what his apprentice did, which was that the monoliths can influence space and time. The apprentice showed up too. I'm surprised he survived because he hid his ass too. The minute he came back through that portal, he was like, fuck that shit. I'm not helping these other two people. He was just lurking the entire time. (laughs) And only when it was done, did he come out and say, oh, white woman, you need me to comfort you. (laughs) So he just released a shit ton into the atmosphere which led to the conjunction of the spears where species interchange places and time and the continent awoke with elves now sharing the land with humans the greatest colonizers of all fucking time oh now you fucked up now you fucked up now you fucked up you have fucked up now now you fucked up now you fucked up Nay fucked up! Nay fucked up! Song in montage, Sien got her sword and does some moves about it. Kaylin sucks. Sindro is hardly beloved. Homeboy lost his man. <laughs> Did we even need to see <laughs> what happened to his, uh, to his mistress? Aridin is alive somewhere that cannot possibly have water and everyone else has died, but he somehow has lived with a beard and plans on some evil path because he finds something that looks like that, uh, like, like a cross between Saruman, 
I think is his name in Lord of the Rings when he had that shit on. Ayla buries her love that happened in 2.2 seconds. And then six months later, she's pregnant with his half elf, half magical baby. I think uh, Mimi called that. Absolutely co-signed it. And here we are. And apparently whatever uh, her seed has, it's going to sing the last song for all of humanity. I don't know. I'm speculating. Meldoff, awesome, is welcome into the family, even though you think with all of that work they did between her and Kaylin that that's where she would end up. There's a prophecy. He uh, being Jessica is told to sing the song before returning to his world. And this is probably important somewhere down the line in the Witcher series, which I still will not be tuning in to watch. Well, that was a thing. And we do have feedback on the thing. So let's hop in to the mailbag. What up, Stina? It's Mimi. This is my feedback for uh, Witcher Blood Origin of the finale. Um, there was only four episodes, and I watched one through three. So here is my thoughts on the finale. I was hoping I could listen to all uh, three episodes of the podcast, but I watched this uh, last week, and now I'm working uh, again. I'm back at work. Um, and I'm working this weekend, so if I don't sit it now, I don't know when you're going to um, do the finale. And I don't know if you're waiting for me, so I'm just going to send my thoughts. Um, I I was hoping I could uh, listen to the third one and then, like, you know, so I get a refresher on what happened. But that didn't happen, so um, I'm just going to have to go with my memory. I will say, I, I honestly... I. I do wish that maybe this was a five-episode series. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just me, but I feel like one more episode might have been a better... <sighs> would have allowed us to believe, you know, the undying love for Fjall uh, and uh, Ellie, the Lark. I, I mean, granted, you know, when you're, I mean, at least for me, I should say this, when I'm watching a story, um, as of late, I would say since, <laughs> since the ending of a, a show that I used to watch where I had this, like, uh, my forever ship, my OTP, and then, like, re-watching, you know, episodes now, you know, not seeing the same thing, I told myself I would start watching a show at face value um i can't sometimes i say my initial reaction like i might see some chemistry that's there that 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 um i am interpreting one way but i do understand now that you know i'm interpreting it a certain way but that doesn't necessarily mean that's really there some i think some actors just have a chemistry with each other and it might be because they're really good actors or maybe they like clicked like friend wise um outside of the show and that's just coming across on screen so i i told myself you know in, in my later years I, this is literally the last year i'm going to be 30 in my 30s i told myself i'm going to watch a show and just 
watch it at face value. If they tell me that these characters are in love, I'm going to uh, believe it, and I'm not going to ship them with anyone else. So I'm watching this, and I'm like, okay, they want us to believe these two love each other, and they have this unbreakable bond. Um, she can pull him out of the monster, but I just, I just feel like we missed a step. Uh, like it was, you know, they were enemies. I don't even remember them becoming friends. I just remember them, you know, coming together, saying, "Let's kill the person that that ended our plans." Like this is, you know, she made us. We're literally the last ones of our clan. So after we die. There is no more clans. There won't be any more Raven clan, and there won't be any more Dog clan. So let's fucking murder her. So that's their. That's the goal, uniting them together, and that makes sense because the enemy of my enemy is my friend. <laughs> and uh, she hate she hate hated uh, y'all at first, but it's like I hate her more than I hate you. So now we need to work together. So that relationship made sense. But I feel like between them, like going to, um, what's her name, Siren, and making it to the castle, they fell in love, like, exponentially, and now they're like, they have this bond between them that is unbreakable, and I don't, it's, it's, it's hard to believe. Now, I would understand her feeling like she needs to save him because he did become the monster in place of her. Like, that wasn't what they had all agreed. Like, I'll be the monster. But he didn't want that for her. And if if maybe they had one more episode where we could have seen them, like, training together or, you know, getting through obstacles. Like, one more episode where we saw them become friends or even somewhat fall in love like I guess I could have believed it but for her to like say I love you and then then the, you know have sex and then end up having a baby it just seemed like this shit came out of nowhere and I can't speak for anyone else I'm just talking about me I like when relationships pop off out of nowhere especially when it's a couple that you never even expected to be together but I just assumed that they were going to, you know, somehow end up linking up. Because when she said, when the little girl, the one that has the vision, said, you know, two becomes one, I thought that's what they meant. Like, two, two clans will unite and make a baby, and then it, that will become a one clan. But I didn't expect it to be what it was. And their relationship wasn't like okay we don't know like we're we're just we're just with each other and all of a sudden bam we're having sex it was like we're we were supposed to assume that they were getting closer but it just seemed like they went from warriors to now i love you it's like how did this fucking happen it just seemed i don't know i know it was a short i mean i guess it was supposed to be somewhat like a movie because it was like four hours long if you count episode one through four I just I don't know the whole thing it just seems not even rushed is it I just feel like the characters weren't even developed like nothing it, it just seemed like nobody grew into a different person so like what made them 
look at each other differently? I don't know. That was the only question I had. Um, I also feel like it, it also left things underdeveloped. Like if this is a limited series and we're supposed to believe that this is the end of the, the show, then why was the one guy still, he was left in that other plane of existence, another planet, I don't know, the realm, I don't know what it was. Um, the blonde guy, I don't know what his name is. I, I don't, it takes me at least four or five episodes to remember people's names, and that's all we had, so I don't remember. He was the guy who had the lover, and he jumped ship um, with um, Lauren, um, the light blonde hair. Um, he was in that other plane of existence, and then he picked up that skeleton and put it on. I was like, okay, that's weird. Were y'all just trying to tell us he was alive? Okay. Why is that important? Why do we care? Um, and then um, we got the end where the uh, Fjall killed the monster, and then he promptly ripped old dude in half. Like, that shit was fucking gross, and fantastic. I enjoyed that because it was so unexpected. Um, why you ripped dude in half? Was that just for you to show us that you're a monster now? Like, that shit was unnecessary. And then he punched dude's eyeball out. All that shit was gross, but also fantastic. Um, and then, uh, Ellie, the lark, she killed him, um, but also said, I love you. And he was like, wait for me at some table. I'm assuming that's supposed to mean something to some both of them, even though they're from different clans. I would assume different clans have different expectations of the afterlife. <laughs> different interpretations are probably the better word. But he said it to her as if it was supposed to mean something. Another reason why I feel like we missed some things. I don't know. Like I know sometimes an author will make a like a, make a script and the actors will act those scenes out and then in the editing it gets cut out. Maybe that was something that they didn't think was important that got cut out and it meant something if we had seen another scene, but because we did it, it meant nothing. It's like, okay, like, he could have easily said something like, you know, being with you made me realize what true love is and I'll love you always and uh, don't forget me or some shit like that. And that would have had more sentimental value as opposed to what he said because I don't know what that's supposed to mean. <laughs> Wait for me at some some table. Be I'll be there waiting for you. <laughs> Is that like Valhalla? Like you're gonna I'm gonna see you in the afterlife. I'm assuming, but I don't know. Um, the other thing was like the the dude sacrificed his uh, his companion, the one that was deaf, and I was like, okay, that's why they introduced her suddenly randomly and we were supposed to know that he meant everything to her because I called that shit in episode three. Oh, he gonna sacrifice her so he can get his flame powers. Okay. That's the other reason why you they didn't just kill you and locked you in the cellar. Like I just don't I, I shouldn't say kill him, kill her and locked her in the cellar with her with him. Because to me, I wanna alienate you like you alienated me. So that you don't have any allies. Let me just kill everybody that you know. So it's just you. And now you'd be more likely to comply to my my demands. And that's what, like, I feel like as, uh, I wouldn't expect Lauren to, um, 
to know something like that, but the, the, the person that is helping her with this attack that's supposed to be like, I guess he seems like the chief advisor, the war advisor. You don't think that that would have been important for you to tell her, like, let's make sure we kill everyone he knows so that he doesn't have any allies. It seems like that should have been the smart thing to do. And the fact that they didn't do it made me realize that, okay, so yeah, he's probably, he's probably gonna, um, use her as his sacrifice because he loves her so much even though she was randomly introduced um but okay so he got his powers and then what was his like was he just gonna go around burning everybody like what was his end plan and then like i just <laughs> i don't know getting rid of the monoliths was an important thing i get that because it was breaking the world but then like the way he was going about trying to get like let me take his powers and use it if that was something you could do why didn't you take his powers to begin with granted i know now he's more powerful but wasn't he still powerful before he has more power now but he had power before why didn't you just suction some of his powers and destroy the monoliths when you know why wasn't that the game plan to begin with i don't know <laughs> that was another thing um, I, I like the show, but once I started, like, once I, after I watched it and I started really, uh, thinking about everything, it was like, yeah, it, they could have done some things a little bit better. And I'm with you, nothing can be worse than Curse. That was probably the fucking worst show I've ever seen in my fucking life. I don't even, I, I feel like I saw the ending, kind of, but I don't even know if I was 100% paying attention. It was fucking awful. So nothing, nothing could be worse than that show. That show was god awful. Um, but the other thing, um, I, 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 I like the ceremony where um, uh, Siren was uh, like had the bodies in like a circle. That was kind of cool. Also, didn't know what that was supposed to be. That was a part of something that we didn't get to see. Um, I like how she was able to uh, get her sword back and uh, fuck bitches up. I liked um, the dwarf girl um, and her hammer Gwen kicking everybody's ass. Like, she was probably, like, the most underrated fighter, and she was probably really, like, one of the best because she never missed, literally, even when she used an, picked up a bow and arrow. She was good with that shit, too. Like, she was pretty boss. Um, all of them were pretty good fighters and their fight scenes were really good, but I think the, I can't remember what her name is, the dwarf with her ex Gwen, she was probably the most underrated one. Um, and she deserves a, a honorable mention as a, a surprising star. I really enjoyed her character. Um, I just, at the end with the prophecy, I didn't even care enough to rewind and write it down. So, I mean, maybe you did and we could try and decipher it. But, I mean, if there, I, when I see limited series, in my mind, I never, I assume that we're not going to get any more. So, you know, whatever they're trying to leave as a cliffhanger, who gives a shit? The way Netflix is canceling shows after one season, if this is a limited series, what makes, I are we supposed to expect us to have another little couple episodes because I, I don't so whatever her prophecy was um that she said after she grabbed the lark's hand i don't care 
Um, if you happen to be, if you happen to wrote it down, I'll listen, but I didn't care enough to rewind. Um, I knew she was going to end up getting pregnant. Um, why she had sex with him when he was a monster, but not before that, when they were just laying, when he was like, um, I think he said something like, I wish I was. I wish we were born under the same moon or something like that. And then they laid down. I thought that they would have had sex then, but they didn't. She waited until he became a monster. But she was she like, okay, I guess this is my only opportunity because you're going to die. But why not have sex with him before he was a monster? I don't know. I don't remember what the Witcher actually is, like what kind of creature he is. I'm pretty sure he's an elf. But was he something else? Because I... I don't even know if he was a wit, uh, an elf. I'm trying to think. I'm I'm getting my the picture of who I'm thinking of. <laughs> I was thinking about the guy from uh, Link. I know he was an elf uh, from the Lord of the Rings. I think that's his name. I didn't even watch that whole show, so let me stop pretending. But yeah, I can't I can't think of what he looks like. I'm not sure what the Witcher is. I always assumed the Witcher was a witch but I guess not but I'm assuming we, I was thinking that the lark was going to be the first witcher but now I'm thinking that it's whatever child she had because it came from an elf that was not really an elf and he was into magic like he was transformed by magic so I'm assuming that's what's going to happen I don't know um I really don't have anything else to say I'm drawing a blank on what else happened you know, I know the sky ripped open and now humans are on this planet or this in this world. I don't quite know what it's supposed to mean. Because um, like I said, I didn't see Witcher. At least I, I, I don't think I saw it enough to make ups and down what's going to make any kind of real like what sort I'm looking for conclusion I guess is the right word I, I can't think of a better one but I can't really say you know what this is supposed to mean because I didn't watch Witcher which clearly would be um, something that happened after this sequence of events um, so I mean honestly I know I, I know I remember humans being in Witcher but they're saying that it used to didn't be like that now we're together because the world was split up and you know a bunch of worlds were merged so I'm assuming we're gonna see a bunch of different kinds of creatures from this and that's what how the world is built now uh, but yeah like I said it's a it's a limited series so I don't I don't know you know why they would even have these cliffhangers and not you know answer everything because we're, we're not likely to see what's next in store so okay um, anyway, um, I'll end it here. Until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi out. Thank you, Mimi, for your thoughts on the episode and the season as a whole. Uh, I think they they definitely missed quite a few steps <laughs> in the love story. This miniseries certainly could have done with more time. But I don't think that they wanted to give them any more than they already certainly committed to. And considering the script, now you're completely right. We do. And I certainly forget that sometimes editing takes some very important shit out. So it's not even like, oh, man, they didn't think to address that. Maybe the writing did. Maybe the acting 
they filmed and editing for some nonsensical reason decided, oh, they don't need that in there to figure A from B. But it's like, no, an equation needs all of its variables. And sure, there could be things to be exited out in movies, but I almost wish they'd stop. I'd rather have a full ass story and it be two hours longer than I wanted it to be. (laughs) And make that complaint. Uh, and then, and see if we could have shaved down some time, like Batman, where we can clearly point out scenes where, no, we could have shaved this down. But otherwise, don't fuck with it. Don't fuck with it. Um, I would say they cut out 50%, not 50, not 50. Well, yeah, 50, because I feel like they, at least in episode three, were trying to go there. And if it was six episodes, you're right, it may have landed not successfully but certainly with a little bit of uh you know wobbled your way wobbled your way not the best landing but you know solid uh, but unfortunately you spent more time talking about the romance than the writer's room Sandro was a waste of time his sister seemed more powerful than him he seemed like he just kept fucking up and then making it worse I don't know how I was supposed to get this inspiration that he was this great power. He wasn't even the mage for the king. I I don't know where Sindro even came from to be relevant to this plot. I thought he was just someone that was of lower class and then he stole his ideas, but they're trying to make it out like he was this great genius. And I'm like, yeah, that's just a word you're throwing around that does not actually uh, comply I never wrote down no prophecy. I didn't even pay attention to that damn prophecy. I will say limited series doesn't necessarily mean that they can't make other limited series around the same concept, like an anthology. Uh, You know, maybe the next miniseries, it's following the seed so you don't get every bit of. I'm sure because they did have, they do have two more seasons of The Witcher already planned. So they seem to want to be invested in expanding this universe so that could be it but with the not greatest success other than the fact that they dropped it on christmas and they knew everybody named mama was gonna watch it like i said i feel like this is a marketing strategy of a movie for and and to be fair it's not pretending like it's not a b movie right b movies exist people watch them all the time uh lifetime continues to be a network that survives off of really terrible (laughs) (laughs) or you know uh, subjective types of movies background so on and so forth so that's what i i i think that is part of it when you don't actually try to market it as something that it's not uh so certainly in the future if they continue to have success with the witcher they can have more opportunities to maybe address this later on down the line so maybe that's why they threw out their those uh those untied loose ends but i'm with you i I, i'm not gonna follow any of this shit (laughs) unless they come out with another series just like this that has a whole bunch of brown and black people uh to to lull us in to lull us in just for support and it it just wasn't the worst it just was silly (laughs) a lot of it was just a lot of silliness but it, it made for fun making fun of. And as long as I'm having a good time, hey, 
it's not the worst thing <laughs> I could be doing. I'm totally with you though. If I knew I was going to die and I even had a little bit of, thing, uh, of feelings for you, fuck that. If I knew I was going to die and there's a acceptably attractive man with a penis around, you best believe I'm fucking that night. What do you mean we're having sex the next day? <laughs> uh, it could have been, it didn't even need to be an I love you story though. People do have sex without falling in love. They have babies without falling in love. They have bonds without falling in love. You just, you know, they could have played it very close to platonic, but still with a romantic aspect to it of a reluctant, like you said, a reluctant romance. Maybe if they given them a little bit more screen time together, we would have bought it because it didn't like, it didn't need to be a, a true epic love story. It just needed to be enough. And that's all you needed to give was enough. And they kind of skirted it. They kind of skirted it. But that is where we're going to wrap up this podcast. We will be doing or adding other shows to the roster. We're doing Inside Man. We're doing The Center. We're also doing the third season of Vikings. If you are interested, next week should be getting Hulu to see what we see what we can see it looks like uh some are enjoying will trent so i might have to check that out and if you are interested in sending any feedback for any of those shows blackercouch at gmail.com or as stated you can leave those comments below until next time peace hair grease and blacker magic